folks like Jobs with Justice. They've they've been on um, providing testimony this whole time. There's been a lot of people, civil rights uh, um, organizations, uh, definitely the NAACP and others that have have really been following this closely. If you know, there's a new mayor here in St. Louis City who wanted to address um, the public safety budget that would definitely hamper uh, his or her ability to do that. I'm Sarah Fetsky. This is St. Louis on the Air. Just about one hour ago, the Missouri Senate voted to approve a bill that cracks down on protesters and gives new rights to law enforcement officers. Rebecca Rivas is a reporter with the Missouri Independent. That's the newish nonprofit news site that is covering our state. She has been on top of this issue, and she joins us today to explain what she knows. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Rebecca, there is a lot packed into this Senate Bill 26. Um, One of the most eye-catching parts for me might be the quote-unquote law enforcement bill of rights. What are some of the biggest pieces of that? Well, that is a big part of the bill, and packed is a really good word for this bill. (laughs) There's a lot in it. Um, But a big portion is this um, bill of rights. And, you know, interestingly, on February 1st, our chief of police here in St. Louis City, John Hayden, had um, sent a a letter of opposition to the Senator um, Bill Eigel, who's sponsoring this bill, Hmm. saying that um, there are several things that make it challenging for him and and people who are investigating officers who are under investigation for misconduct or excessive force. Um, One of the things is it provides... um, that you well, it mandates that they would give 24-hour notice before they interview the officer of an alleged um, violation. Hmm. And he was explaining in the letter that you know that could that notice could potentially jeopardize their investigations, and that's also a step further than what normal citizens would be able to. Um, have if they were under investigation. Hmm. Um, there was a few other things. Um, they um, it it had in there previously that that the officers would be able to review any audio or video um, regarding this uh, allegation, but that section actually was removed very very early on Monday morning when uh, Senator Steve Roberts from the St. Louis area was negotiating with um, Senator Eigel. Um, you know, while other senators were talking about um, you know weekend at Bernie. At cutouts at ball games, trying to give them time <laughs> to uh, do this negotiation. I was listening into some of it. You know, uh, I haven't um, listened to so many filibusters or those kinds of things, but it was quite the interesting conversation. But in in a room somewhere, he was able to remove things like that. Um, there's also an extension or a limitation of 90 days that they can um, conduct these investigations and. Um, uh, Senator Roberts was able to add something in there where it could be extended if it's an ongoing investigation. So it just kind of overall, um, Chief Hayden was saying that, you know, it really interferes with their ability to meet the expectations of Missouri residents with respect to holding officers accountable for sustained allegations of employee misconduct. Hmm. So at the same time that it gives these police officers who are under investigation additional rights, it also attempts to take away some rights from protesters. What is it doing there on, on that part of, again, this very packed bill? Right. Well, just this morning before it passed, um, 
against Steve Roberts, Senator Steve Roberts, um, Senator Carla May from this area, and then also Senator Barbara Washington from the Kansas City side, were just talking about how in the civil rights movement, you know, it didn't take just one time going out there protesting to to get the uh, voter voter rights and, you know, the civil rights movement wasn't didn't occur in just one infraction of, of somebody standing out in the streets or blocking highways. Um, so that's essentially what this would do is that if you go out and you block a street because you feel there's some kind of injustice and you're participating in that kind of protest, um, the first time it would be an infraction. The hmm. second time it would be a misdemeanor. And the third time it would be a felony. Hmm. So they feel it sounds like these these Democratic senators, they feel like this would really cut down on, on the ability to have a peaceful protest where you're blocking a street. That's right. Yes. And um, and they were also reading from a letter that um, that I think almost 200 clergy members have have um, signed on to now just saying that, you know, a lot of times, um, even today, but also definitely during the civil rights movement, clergy members were the ones that were leading these protests. Um, they were also talking about, um, you know, five years ago when a group of clergy members who, who were mostly seniors um, were fighting for Medicaid expansion, and um, 23 of them were arrested and tried to give um, charges of some kind. So they were saying, you know, it just... You, uh, you know, they definitely opposing this um, bill. And, and uh, Barbara Washington was reading their entire letter um, uh, that was was hearkening back to a lot of the things that happened during the civil rights movement. But mm-hmm. um, ultimately, you know, change can't just occur um, by by just trying to get permits to, to, to have these um, <laughs> to have these protests, you know, people just have to be able to to go and protest and, and um, um, use their First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. This bill also wades into this idea of defunding the police. This is one of the more curious parts of this legislation is it would basically bar municipalities from cutting law enforcement budgets beyond a certain point. How, what does the bill have to say about that? Right. So it would prevent municipalities from decreasing budgets um, for law enforcement agencies in Missouri by more than 12 percent over five years. Um, so, I, I mean, that definitely was that was added on Monday. And I think with everything else going on in the in the bill, it's um, it's kind of maybe not gotten as much attention. But that would definitely hamper if, you know, there's a new mayor here in St. Louis City who wanted to address um, the public safety budget. That would definitely hamper uh, his or her ability to do that. We heard from one of our listeners, uh, Brad writes on the St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, what this bill will really do is get overturned in the courts, which have ruled over and over again that when it comes to political speech and assembly, the First Amendment trumps all other laws and ordinances. Brad may have a point on some of these things here. He may not. You know, it just kind of depends on how, how carefully they've tailored this. I have to wonder, though, if they have the ability to control the the budgets of municipalities to that extent. Did that come up in the debate that you listened to? Um, There was a little bit of that, particularly in light of the pandemic. Um, You know, there's a lot of decreased budgets that these municipalities are facing with the decrease in revenue. So there was some um, from both Democrats and Republicans 
some fear that this would impact uh, you know people who are just trying to recover from this last year and um but i think they they the, the response was that there was a lot of flexibility there i think that was what several of them said so hmm. i don't think it was really addressed in the in the um discussion but um, it probably will come up because this will now go to the House and there will be a, a committee um, process where people can submit their um, testimony either via written form or they can go in person to Jefferson City. And I imagine that'll be brought up again. So, yeah, I mean, the big question is going to be if the House supports this as enthusiastically as the Senate has now done. As you said, as of this morning, it's now passed out of the Senate. Do we have any sense of whether the House has the appetite to take all this up? I don't have a sense, but, um, you know, there's a, there's been a lot of really um, interesting bills that have been coming out of the House recently, you know, so um, there's some pretty extreme um, gun uh, law legislation. Um, so, you know, it's really hard to tell, but mm. I guess we'll see soon. <laughs> yeah, philosophically, it seems like there's going to be a number of, of people in the House who are not opposed to this. Um, mm-hmm. You've mentioned a number of people who've come out against this, including a group of clergymen, including our own police chief here in St. Louis with specific parts of this they're not happy about. Um, do you think we'll see more organized opposition now that this has cleared the Senate? Um, I imagine so. Um, I definitely know that um, folks like Jobs with Justice, they've They've been on um, providing testimony this whole time. There's been a lot of people, the civil rights uh, um, organizations, uh, definitely the NAACP and others that have have really been following this closely, um, and the ACLU of Missouri, of course. But um, yeah, they, we'll we'll see what if this is going to intensify now that it moves forward. Well, uh, Missouri Independent reporter Rebecca Rivas, we want to thank you so much for joining us today with what is almost breaking news at this point. So so thank you for filling us in on this Senate Bill 26, and I hope we can stay on top of this story. Great. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.